All right, uh, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of uh, Those Muckrakers. This is episode, are we on 22 now? We're on 25. We're on 25? I thought we were, okay, nice. So yeah, uh, the 25th yeah. Uh, anniversary episode, um, yeah, man, yeah, we've know, been... I'd been thinking about that, and some podcasts do like one year anniversary celebrations, some do like number milestones, you know, like 50, 100. I think we should do all of them, right? Like, let's have a special one-year anniversary and a special 50th episode anniversary. 100-episode anniversary, two-year anniversary, and so on. I think it'd be really I like special days. I think it'd be really fun to just wait and do like a seven-year anniversary. <laughs> just like nothing until then. We've been on for seven years. Uh, yeah, man. So um, uh, this week, uh, I don't know, man. So this week in the news was kind of... It's not that I'm becoming jaded. It's uh, like I, I like I was telling you earlier. I've started listening to um, philosophy podcasts and 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 reading Plato's uh, Republic and stuff. And I become less angry and more reflective, I guess, as uh, as I do that. I see what you mean, Peter. And if anyone's wondering, I am Pat. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even introduce <laughs> us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's fine. This is this is the. Um... The podcast sponsored by George Soros. We are those lying liberal cucks. We it are, still uh, bothers me that, like, I read a thing the other day where they were like, George Soros is a fucking Nazi. And I'm like, the man hid well, out you, from the Nazis. What is wrong with people? See, that only makes sense to you because you have Trump derangement syndrome, as oh, uh, even yeah, our president's going, apparently tweeting about now. We're going straight into that. All right. So there's this, if you don't know it, there's well, a nice... It's perfect for the allegory of the cave with uh, Plato's Republic. Yeah, so if you guys don't know, in the, in Plato's Allegory of the Cave, there's this idea that we're all just people uh, in a cave looking at the shadows cast by a uh, like a dim light source behind us. And it explores the idea of what would happen if... Uh, basically, you're chained up. You can only look forward and you can only argue with the other people next to you around, you know, about the shadows and, you know, what the shadows are doing and predicting the shadows and what the shadows are going to do next. Kind of like political commentary podcasts like this one. Yep. Uh, and the idea was like, what would happen to you if you were freed and taken out of the cave into the sunlight and then brought back into the darkness? Would people believe you that there was a whole other world out there of like sunlight and stuff like that? You know, like. And, and Trump supporters feel like they're the ones that have been lifted up and brought outside to see the sunlight. They're the ones that see the need for the wall and believe that it's only ten billion dollars and not two trillion dollars, like experts say. Because well, they feel like they know better than the experts. Because it's that whole movie mentality of uh, take someone out of their element and put them into something new, and they can see what the professionals have all been clouded to all this. time. Yeah. So yeah, there's that whole idea, and it's it's a it's a sickness. But this whole idea that uh, you know what we need to fix things is just. Uh, uh, to Little fix, elbow grease yeah, and common sense. Yeah, elbow grease and common sense is going to fix a, a complex, multifaceted problem. Uh, no. I mean, they're complex problems for a reason, you know? That would be kind of like, why are, you, why, are you, why are you spending so much money on NASA, Fred? I mean, common sense would tell you, you get a big enough slingshot, you can put anybody in space. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, dude, like... You can, everything can't be reduced to just like, yeah, if we could just, if we could just get a common man in there, like... That's why people have advanced degrees to do advanced jobs, you know what I mean? It's a very difficult. And, you know, without just talk, without attacking Trump on all the things that he should be attacked on, if you look at him just on the basis of what happens if you get a very untalented, 
uh, you know, person of like average or below average intelligence with no real experience in politics, if you put them in the highest office in the land, of course it's an absolute disaster because they don't have any practice in governing, you know? They have no clue what they're doing, and Trump's only concern is making himself look good and apparently making Putin look good because he sure as hell tried to do that this week. You know, and here's the thing, and this is why, you know, I always say that I would be a better president uh, than Trump. Uh, not because I'm particularly amazingly talented in politics or anything like that. It's because I know my own weaknesses, and I would surround myself with people that I felt were reliable and were experts in the field, you know? Right. Um, like I you would c- actually you would listen to what people, smart people, are telling you, yeah. and you would look for what makes sense to you to make sure that, uh, okay, all this is adding up. Yeah, well, none of these people seem like well, I like the way foreign that, agents. I like the way that Lincoln uh, built his cabinet during the Civil War. Like He would put people in his cabinet that were like violently opposed to his stuff, right? Because that yeah. kept him in check. And I'm like, yeah, I would do the exact yeah, same. Like, like Barack Obama did the same thing. His um, Whenever he was putting his cabinet together he filled it full of republicans and people that heavily opposed him on different issues so that he could hear all sides of these different matters trump comes in there's not a single fucking democrat in sight he doesn't care he just wants yes men and he's constantly firing people that aren't toady enough and, and there's been yeah. some ext- fucking cohen said that he would take a bullet for trump and he wasn't toady enough even he's been dismissed yeah, but I mean, and that's like I said, and that's that's the problem with the idea that like we could fix this thing if we just put ourselves a, you know, a common a common dude in there. Like that's you know, and honestly, I hate to say this, but uh, the longer that this presidency and this government goes on, the more I believe in the electoral college. Really? Um, because the less I believe in it, holy shit. Well, here's the here's the whole thing about it. So the electoral college was designed so that a demagogue could not win. So just because someone was super popular doesn't mean they'll get all the delegates. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, in, in theory that works, but in practice it let the demagogue win. Well, here's why, and here's why. Because, you know, the forefathers never imagined uh, this set of circumstances to the point in which uh, our greatest strength uh, to avoid a demagogue being elected uh they use that to get the demagogue elected. If you look at the way the Russians like targeted, it's actually really, really brilliant. You take it's kind of like the way the HIV virus uh, hijacks your immune system oh. and uses your immune system like a taxi service to spread the virus around. They kind of did the same thing. So if you look at like uh, uh, the um, electoral college um, as kind of an antibody to the idea of a demagogue being elected. Uh, Yeah, we basically hijacked our own, our our nation's own um, white blood cells. And so, you know, like, and that's the problem. People are like, we should abolish the, we should make it just a popular vote, abolish the, uh," I'm like, no, that's, that's not the answer. It's, it's there for a reason, you know? I guess so. But at the same time, it's the only way Republicans ever get elected, right? Like, in the last seven elections, yeah. uh, Republicans won the popular vote once, and that was only due well, to extreme let's... fear tactics, yeah. and that's why the Republicans well, keep pushing fear tactics ever since then. Well, then let's readjust. I mean, like, let's not get rid of it. Let's readjust it and fix it, right? Like, let's call a constitutional convention 
Who's uh, going to fix it? I mean, the Republicans aren't because it's working for them, and the Democrats won't because the Republicans will just obstruct the fuck out of everything. Well, to a point, I think... What we need to do is um, talk about another disease, cancer, or gangrene. Let's talk about that one. If a limb is gangrenous, you cut it off. That's what the Republican Party is to this Well, we, we try to... We, you know, I've actually been doing a lot of thinking about this, so here's the problem, I think, and this is, this is why the Founding Fathers, again, did not want a two-party system. Uh, so you, we went from basically a, a Democrat supermajority to a Republican supermajority, right? Right. So they don't really have to work together. So if the numbers of Democrats and Republicans would go back to being just about even, so that they had to work to eat, they had to work together to get things done, then we wouldn't have this whole supermajorities are bad for the government completely. They're terrible for everyone. You know what I mean? It um it because would have to be dead even because i mean the senate right yeah. now is only a republican majority by two yeah so what you need is i think you need a dead and everyone's oh that'll just the, the you know people i think people argue that that'll the, put us in grid. go ahead i was just gonna say but i mean at least the senate does sometimes juggle with bills or struggle with bills yeah and can stop certain things from getting through yeah just like whenever they're trying to repeal obamacare the senate stopped it from happening just barely just by i think yeah i think skin a, of their teeth. i think a supermajority republican Whereas the house like Freaking deplorable bills get through there all the time easily because that's the supermajority Republicans. Yes, yeah, but I think a supermajority on any side is bad because then your government becomes a flip flop back and forth of revenge, right? Oh, you know, I saw a thing today and I get that it was supposed to be funny, but it was this meme that goes, "Oh, you Republicans better hope that we don't ever get, you know, take back the Democrats take back the House. We're gonna we're gonna paint the." We're going to paint Air Force One, you know, uh, pussy hat pink, and we're going to fly it over your states and drop birth control and atheist literature. And, like, I get it. You're trying to be funny, but, like, they're legitimately scared of that. They're going so hard right now because it's that whole idea that they're afraid that we're going to do to them what they're doing to us and what they're doing to other people. You know what I mean? There's... Right, but we can't be nice enough that they would believe that we're not going to oh, do I'm that. Not... It's, the whole, it's the whole matter of... Um, uh, it's the whole matter of, you know, you better be civil or else I will get even more uncivil. Yeah. No, I'm not saying be nice to Nazis. I don't think – don't give them an inch, you know. Um, but I think the problem is we need the, – the party system needs to get fixed. You know, the um, the things that the, the, we, we – We've been living. What's interesting is we've we, been we've been living in a democracy for so long. We, we've been living in parallel universes where we just don't agree on the same reality, and that's why it's going to be so hard to fix this. Yeah. Because the people in power are not going to want to give up their power for anything. Right. So if you look at, I mean, and that's why there. And I think that there's a there's so a couple. Go ahead. To tr to truly upend the system, that's what a lot of Trump's voters wanted to do. They wanted to upend the system by putting in someone who wasn't part of the system. Right. And that's, but but I mean, the same thing. He was the, the problem though. He was part of the system. Yeah, uh, they just they didn't understand that. Yeah, he it wasn't like we elected a farmer. You know, like right. He, he, we elected we elected uh, someone a, who claimed to be a billionaire, but a billionaire <laughs> from New York. So well, how the hell is he supposed to understand the plight of flyover? Yeah, country? well, we elected a, fl a, fl a New York flimflam man, basically. <laughs> Yeah, um, he lives in a goddamn golden tower with yeah. his name on it. Why did they think he would understand you know, the trouble? It's funny you bring that up because it's really interesting that he he held basically he took the whole Christian right group, and I'm like, doesn't it specifically talk very negatively in the Bible about like large golden like phallic idols? Like, yeah, and it's easier to fit a camel through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the gates of heaven. And all that other stuff. I'm not sure if he did really take that many 
Christians, though, because I have not seen that many Christians come out in favor of them. There's a few like they're quiet. Fringe? They're the they're the silent. You know, they're Nixon's silent majority. So and the, I I know you these think people. That they are like that. That they're just quietly right. voting for them. Yes, I know these people, and I know them very well. And they're very they're very much the kind of. If you go, I feel like if you go back to Germany on like what is it called, Kristallit, the night where like Germany kind of said it's open season on Jews and they basically like destroyed all the Jewish businesses and houses and all that stuff, you know, um, they were the quiet people that maybe they didn't go like break in like Jewish storefronts and stuff like that. Maybe they didn't like you know burn down Jewish people's houses, but I don't. They didn't want to. They didn't want to cause a fuss, so they didn't really get involved. They didn't do anything about it, you know what I mean? They just quietly supported, and that's what they I do want... because their their whole thing is anti-Hillary. You know what I mean? I want to know why they believe that no matter how rotten Trump comes off as being, God is leading this country correctly with the right leader because this is the current leader, so God has to be controlling. Well, yeah, him, I think they say actions. that. But when it came to Obama, they were all like, oh, that's the devil. Well, I just I think that it's the narrative being spun. But I think it's also this kind of like I put my head I put my head in the sand. I don't want to be political and I give it up to God. God has a plan. And, you know, maybe this guy is part of his plan. Like it's very Old Testament. You get an evil king. But the Old Testament always was like and God had a plan to use that evil king to move the hearts of the Jewish people. You know, like that Uh, kind of. Jeff Sessions has also used that to try and explain why we're having baby cages. So, cause, yeah. you know, the government said to do it, and governments were ordained by but, God, so we must be doing God's work. But what's interesting, and I really wish that we would get, like, I don't know, man, I would love... Because, like, I'm real fired up right now because I've been, I've been teaching summer school, and so I've kind of had a chance to go over the whole founding father thing again. And what I realized is we've been living in a democracy for a while, but it's been a long time since we've tended the garden, you know? It's been a long time since we've sat down... Which huh? Which book was it that said we're going to go tend our own gardens and just leave everyone else to theirs? I think that was Voltaire, maybe. It might have been, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, like, you know, I've been... So I've been, like, teaching kids about the natural rights of man and this, that, and the other, and it kind of got me fired up, but it also got me thinking, like... Uh, I don't know, man. Like, we need to bring back civic virtue, and, like, we need to readdress our constitutional principles, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and this is probably a terrible idea, because I find that, like, all of my, like, if I was in government, I would do this. I stack them up against famous, uh, 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 like, leaders, and I go, oh, I'm a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> like, anytime I'm like, oh, I would just do this if I was the king of the world. And I went, oh, yeah, Mao did that. Stalin did that. Um, but I do think, like, I don't know, man, like, maybe some kind of uh, uh, requirement that everybody serve, um, what's the word I'm looking for, like a draft, not for military, but some kind of civil, uh, some kind of civil service uh, draft. So uh, when you turn 18, you have so many years to uh, spend two years working in some kind of governmental civil service uh, thing that provides some kind of help uh you know, to the country. What I would like to do is, um, let's say, require everyone for at least, let's say, three months to work one of the devil's jobs. You know, like retail cashier, yeah. bag boy, something really like salt of the earth, but somewhat demeaning at the same time kind of jobs where yeah. you're really put to the grindstone where you just deal with customers all day and you are just a cog in the system. You're a transact. You are part of the transaction between store and customer, but you're the part 
you're the cog in the system that gets spat upon whenever you don't have what they want. You get ignored whenever they're just trying to push their way on through and get on with their day, and they're upset and ready to take it out on you because you have to smile and say, thank you, come again. You can't fight back against them because that'll get you fired. If everyone had to be humbled with a job like that, then I think this would be a much better world. Well, that's why... Because Trump's never had to do that in right. his life. I, well, he's never even changed you, you his diaper to, in his life. You he's have bragged to, about that. You have fact. to understand that no matter what you do like that, you're never going to get people like Trump in that net. It's like I was reading a thing about how the idea that I, we could... I, I mean, you said everyone in... If you're coming at this like a dictator, I would say everyone, everyone, right. including but, rich I mean, people. I, but I'm also talking like realistically. I mean, he managed to get out of Vietnam... So there's no way you're going to make him work retail, you know what I Not mean? Not only did he get out of Vietnam, but he shit all over Vietnam heroes. And well, for some reason, people who claim to care about our veterans still vote for him and still support well, him. Well, to address that really quickly, uh, you know, he's vilified for getting out of Vietnam, uh, and I think that's a mistake. I don't think anybody should have had to go to Vietnam. Like I, I vilify him for saying that uh, John McCain's not a hero because right. he was yes, captured. Yes, yes, yes. I, I like I, who weren't captured. Yeah, I, I vilify him. I definitely vilify him for shitting on veterans while never having served himself. But I don't fault him for not going because I don't think John McCain should have had to go. Like uh, John McCain should not have been tortured for like six years. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, so anyway, yeah, back to the back to the whole point is like. I think some kind of compulsory civil service uh, in the idea of affecting the common good, right? So, like, and maybe yeah. maybe you're put on rotation, or maybe you can kind of like apply for whichever one. But like, so you're built, you're repairing bridges, you know what I mean? You're learning skills, you know. You're you can join the military if you want. Like, it's a way for people uh, to get skills. Uh, that maybe don't have another option, but also you're serving your country, right? So you have a state, you have some skin in the game. Right. Because I think the problem with a lot of us in our country is like we're so divorced from our founding principles. We don't know how our own government works. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. and, and like it also seems hopeless because like the government that we pay money to is not really working for us. You know, they're an oligarchy right now. Yeah, they absolutely are. And just a few wealthy people, a few wealthy benefactors have bought and sold the entire Republican Party. And apparently there's actual oligarchs that are involved in all this too because the NRA is heavily involved with Russian oligarchs and they owe so much money to them. Yeah. And there have been other people, other elected officials who have not been named yet but have been implicated that are involved in the whole Trump-Russia scandal. We don't know who they are yet, but I guarantee you they're shitting bricks tonight because they have been discussed at length in the 12 most recent indictments. These yeah, are not so, the 12 old indictments, these are 12 new indictments. Uh, yeah, and so that's so that's the problem uh, that comes from uh, campaign finance and allowing what they keep now calling dark money into politics. If you don't right. have to account for where your money comes from and you can be bought and sold by people inside your country, you can be bought and sold by people outside your country. Yeah, way back during the Colbert Report, near the end of it actually, Stephen Colbert went in-depth as to how uh, super PACs work, how people can now receive unlimited money yeah. to run for president. And this is, basically, they can't coordinate with these people, but they can do things like, say, what Mitch McConnell would do is he had put out just hours and hours of uh, B-roll that people could then use to make videos of him that support him, right? His super PACs could use to support him. And uh, I actually made one of those videos myself and put it up on YouTube if anyone wants to find it. It's called, uh, uh, like, hashtag McConnelling or something. Yeah. It's a fun video. But, uh, 
but yeah, basically how it works is people can accept unlimited money because uh, with Citizens United, the Supreme Court ruled that uh, not only are corporations people, but money is speech, and you can't stifle speech, so you can't stifle how much money campaigns can receive. So that is a SCOTUS decision that must go through if we ever want to reform campaign finance. We cannot do it right. without it going through the Supreme Court because they've already ruled on it once, but we'll never be able to do that because Trump has stolen not one but two Supreme Court seats, so we have to wait 30, 40 years for some of these people to die so that we can once again have a democratic majority because the republican majority will never rule not on the side of big business because that's just what they do that is what they have always historically done or i don't know maybe it's just trump derangement syndrome and i don't know what i'm saying maybe i'm the one that's in a insane asylum i certainly so, feel like it sometimes so this is what this is what i dislike about there's like there's a couple things here uh so yes <laughs> well, so the whole thing you're talking about is because I looked it up while we were talking. Uh, Citizens United, basically, like you said, it allows money to be considered speech, and of course, who has the money? Uh, most corporations, therefore, they can rich people, rich people. So you can basically, a, you can basically my, my, buy, um, you know. Oh, if I could, if I could add one more thing very quickly. The, yeah. the most beautiful explanation of how this works ever was also done by Colbert because he began a, uh, a campaign or he said, I'm, I may run for president. I'll campaign on whatever y'all want me to campaign on. Here's a website where you can donate to my super PAC and tell me what you want me to uh, talk about. And he brought up a word cloud of the most common things people talked about with marijuana being gigantic and in the center. This is the number one issue everyone cares about. But then he said, but wait, let me show you something. This is the, um, weighted adjustment of uh, what people were talking about weighted around how much money they donated so a lot of people that talked about marijuana didn't actually donate money they just talked about pot but whenever we um, do a weighted average a weighted adjustment to how much money has been donated suddenly marijuana was super teeny tiny off in the corner with like jobs and education and all that being the biggest words so he said, this is what I'm going to talk about because this is the weighted average of what, you know, based on donations of what people brought up. And that's exactly why, while people will talk the most about, say, pot, you know, legalizing marijuana as being the main issues they care about, that's not where the money to right. the politicians is coming from. And the politicians are only going to talk about, you know, the people that pay them the most money. That's what they care yeah. about because that's what allows them to campaign. Yeah, like who gets them elected. And that's why I'm saying, like... I wish, as a country, that we could come together and we could sit down and we could tend the, the we could tend the garden of democracy, and make some decisions and like make some changes, uh, not for my team to win or your team to win or any of that nonsense, but like to think about like think of it in like uh, comic book terms as like, all right, so if we do this, what if this guy does this? What would be our reaction, right? Like. Yeah, put him in. None of this money means anything if Putin has control of America, because people have to keep in mind that Russia's economy is shit. Like, they have the second to weakest currency in the entire civilized world. So uh, the re Republicans are going to keep accepting money right until Putin's puppet, Trump, is able to run America's economy into the ground because well, it's, Putin's controlling America. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. The bubble's going to burst. So... Uh, um, the first off, I, before this podcast started, I started, I started watching, I finally started watching Infinity War. Uh, oh, and, that, yeah. And I went, oh my god, I'm like, Trump is Thanos. Kind of, 
but he's like half Forrest Gump, half Thanos. Yeah, I mean, like he's not. I didn't say he was a smart Thanos. He's just like this unstoppable monster, right? You're like, yes. Oh my god, I- I'll give you that. Yeah, you know, like we thought, like kind of like that fight between Thanos we, and the we Hulk. Thought there was there was no way he would be able to win, you know, in the primaries, right? Well, I never that, thought that Thanos that's Thanos would... versus the Hulk. Yeah, I didn't think that anybody. Well, I wouldn't even say that. I think that like the uh, uh, like the election was like Thanos. Well, maybe I don't know. Either way, you you never thought that like he would beat Clinton, right? Like, and then not just, in a million years. And then all of a sudden, just like just like the Hulk, uh, Clinton gets uh, beaten, and then like uh, won't come out anymore. Yeah, let me um. Now, if anyone's like, uh, let me restart this thought. A lot of people don't trust statistics anymore because it always had Hillary as winning and then she lost. But if you look at the actual math and not just the broad overall scope, first of all, if you're all like, oh, it had Hillary winning at 99% Trump at one. How do you explain that? I guess it's fake news, huh? Well, no, that was... First of all, no real poll ever said that. That was a Huffington Post poll. Secondly, that was 99% that she would win the popular vote, and oh yeah, she did. Yeah. Soundly. And it was not despite conspiracy theories, just a bunch of illegal Mexicans in California voting. Well, That's a conspiracy theory. That's bullshit. Well, the thing is, you can't just call things you disagree with fake news. You know what I mean? Right. Like, for instance, uh, I, I, I was telling, telling you earlier, I've been getting into arguments uh, like I always do on Facebook, but I finally got this guy to defriend me. But, like, he posted this thing about how it's begun. They're allowing illegals to vote in California. And I, I looked it up, and it said what they're doing in California is there there's a bill on the floor right now to allow people, of, uh, people who uh, don't have, like, immigration status, basically people who are here illegally or whatever, to allow them to vote on in school board elections at schools where their children are enrolled. Not elections. School board elections where their children... It's to have parental involvement in schools, which is super important anyway and very hard to do. So right there, I didn't go, that's fake news. I looked it up and I go, no, it's very misleading. Like, you're leaving out details. Uh, Specifically, what I'm citing is one guy who told me that um, Trump was winning in in the popular vote right up until it was time for Californias to come in. And thanks to 4.5 million illegal immigrants, which they allowed to vote without ID, uh, it swayed the popular vote towards Hillary Clinton. But anyway, but that's... They they got... Their source for that is Trump, right? Trump said that without any proof or evidence whatsoever. Yeah. And that was the end of it. Well, he actually tried to hold an investigation into it, and the investigation found nothing, so he never brought it up again. Yeah. Well, I mean, and here's the problem. I, I read a really interesting article. Uh, t- Trump's never cared about reality. Yeah. I mean, straight from the get-go, he said that the rain stopped at his inauguration when he got up to give a speech, and that he had the biggest inauguration crowd ever, and Sean Spicy came out and said this, Trump, agreed with him. And, Trump, is, well, Trump is dangerous, but Trump, I feel like there's something worse on the way. Um, you mean like Thanos with a completed Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah, uh, because like the problem is, and I read it. I, God, I wish I could remember the article so I could link it with this thing. But they were talking about you're going to see uh, after Trump's gone, there's going to be a wave of uh, at least it's not Trumpism. You know what I mean? 
uh, where people are the bar has been set so low, people are going to be able to get away with stuff. And then additionally, if you disagree with them, they're going to go, "What are you, a Trump supporter?" You know what I mean? Like, so you're going to see this whole divisive thing kind of shift. I can't after wait he's gone. until someone calls us a Trump supporter whenever we try to argue against them on something. I mean, like I'm it's. I mean, we're in tough times, and this is why I go back to, like, we need we need stronger civic virtue. I mean, I'm a big fan of, like, I think that, like, two things they need to bring back in schools to, uh, quote, uh, this is another thing I love, is people, I was in an argument the other day where people are like, and the teachers are just indoctrinating these kids. And I was like, bitch, I'm a teacher. Do you think I can indoctrinate a kid? I can barely get them to read or do their homework. They do yeah, what they I- want. Like, I have very little influence. Like, uh, you are a teacher, and I uh, report on Board of Education meetings, so we're both involved in education, and we can assure everyone listening out there that there's no grand conspiracy theory, right? Yeah. Like, there's, it's all very open, especially board meetings. They're open to the public. So well, if you think that anything's going on, just go sit in on one. Yeah, well, they won't, because it's... It's um, no one does. It's, Nobody does. It's what I call me, those I, rooms are empty. It's what I hate. This it's lazy conspiracy theorism. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you know you've heard the term armchair quarterback. Yes. Yeah, or like an armchair general. You know where someone's like, well, I would have done different in Vietnam. Ar- ar- yeah. Armchair activists. Armchair. They're armchair. Con- yeah, they're armchair conspiracy theorists. It's like, dude, at least go do the work for your tin hat stuff. You know, like your tinfoil cap stuff. Don't just sit back on the internet and go, they're indoctrinating the children. No, then no one's indoctrinating anybody. Kids do what they want to do. Like, Where'd you hear that? On the internet? No, out of all the kids I've met, like, they don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. My personal philosophy, too, with teaching is, like, I'm not going to teach you a specific viewpoint. I'm going to give you the facts out, and then whatever you say, I'm going to play devil's advocate and challenge you on it and make you prove why that is the way it is. Yeah, that um, sounds like a wonderful way to go. D- uh, uh, so we recently covered. Uh, I don't know. Are you familiar with the uh, the raid on Harper's Ferry? The, no. So so John Brown was a militant abolitionist during the Civil War, uh, right. to the point in which he had this whole scheme to grab the federal arsenal at Harper's Ferry, uh, have the slaves uh, in Virginia join him in a revolt, give them the guns, and then they fight a guerrilla war in the mountains. Um, nice. Yeah, so the problem was, though, that, like, uh, none of the slaves in Virginia wanted to go trust, like, just a crazy white man that's like, come on, y'all, get the guns! So <laughs> no one Can't showed up him. No one showed up to help him. The army put it down, and he was arrested and then later executed. Uh, so in, in, in the idea that he's doing this to end slavery, you know, innocent people are killed, he gets into a fight with the army, and, like, army soldiers are shot, and this, that, and the other. So I made them, I made them do a writing and a discussion on whether John Brown was a freedom fighter or a terrorist. So what was the most common response? Generally a freedom fighter because his ideals were pure in that uh, he was fighting to abolish slavery. But I also made them face the reality that, like, innocent people were killed uh, uh, during his uh, attempted uh, thing. And I said it would be similar if I took over a police station for a good cause, but then cops got killed when they were trying to take it back. You know what I mean? Well, they still yeah. died, and they weren't they weren't slave owners. They were innocent. So... You know what I mean? Um, I like to leave it vague too. Whenever they get mad or like they get, it's like I don't, well, I don't, I don't now I don't know. I go good. You shouldn't know. You should just feel great uncertainty at all times. That's the way we should all live. Uh, so speaking of great uncertainty, do we want to talk about the summit of all fears in a uh, more detail? Yeah, I like that they're calling it the treason summit. So uh, if you guys don't follow the news, and I like to imagine that we're a lot of people's only news source. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, President Trump uh, recently met in Helsinki with uh, uh, is it President Vladimir Putin? Is it President Putin? Prime Minister yeah. Putin? P- President President Putin. Uh, so they met, and then they had a closed door meeting where they only had translators for like two hours. Uh, and then he comes out in this meeting, and uh, everyone's like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And he just goes on this whole thing about like how Putin's the greatest. He's so he was so strong and powerful. And so the whole question is, everyone's going like, "Well, look, like." You know, all our intelligence agencies are telling us that, like, uh, you know, like, Putin and Russia, uh, like, have hacked the election. Like, have you talked to him about uh, that? Uh, oh, let me. I can give the exact quote. Give me the, yeah, hit us with the exact quote. I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but I'll tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. My people came to me, and they said they think it's Russia. I asked President Putin. He said it's not Russia. And I'll tell you this, I don't see any reason why it would be. Right. So he basically, an American president. So here's the, And here's the weird thing about it from the beginning. And this goes in with that whole deep state nonsense about how there are rogue elements within the government working to take the president down. The intelligence agencies uh, and like the State Department exist to serve the president. Yep. Like he like literally has rooms of people at computers crunching data. He can call them at like any time. He can be like, "It's four thirty in the morning. Uh, you know what I want to know? What is the president of Morocco? How does he feel about sex in the city?" And they'll they'll run a detailed analysis on it for you. And I guarantee you, he doesn't. He actually does to just tune into Fox News right. for all of his and that's what's so, that's what's so scary. So you have the most you have the most powerful intelligence apparatus probably in the history of the world. Like with the technology and the power that we have right now in our military, uh, we probably have some of the best intelligence in the world. Um, and he believes uh, the president of the country that probably hacked our elections over his own intelligence findings. Oh, you know what? I don't believe enough people are discussing is that um you know how trump said in front of all these cameras and all these people putin tells me he didn't do it okay jobs you know how that all happened yeah right after that a reporter asked putin not even five seconds later did you want president trump to win the election and did you direct any of your officials to help him do that and do you know how putin replied uh, did he shoot the reporter and go, what? He said, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Wait, I missed that part. Yeah, yeah. Putin said, yeah, I did. I did do that. Well, because at he this point... He said it twice. He clarified himself. <laughs> right. So, he uh, uh, he uh, absolutely uh, admits that, yes, he he directed his officials to help President Trump win, even though Trump just got through saying, he told me he didn't do it, okay? He's yeah. very strong and powerful. America was very well, weak, I mean, at okay? this point, like, what does he have to hide? Like, he has, like, the, the, the president, the Congress refuses to remove him. Um, you know, through their work with the NRA and stuff like that, uh, you know what happened when they asked um, Trump about that right after Putin said, yeah, I did it? Uh, didn't he just, like, run away? No, he started talking about Hillary Clinton's emails. Yeah, because uh, that's the thing. I'm is serious. Like, yeah, why, why, didn't, why didn't the FBI take the server? Where is the server? What is the server saying? He. So here's the thing is, like, and this is why this is why they use whataboutism. This guy can't stand on his own merits. This government has no merit. If you have to actually sit down and discuss this thing without trying to um, uh, deny, dissemble, refute, if you have to just face the facts, uh, this guy is, is unfit for office. And like uh, Congress is doing a terrible job of regulating the president. Like, yeah. I mean, 
Congress tries, oh bless them, they try, but only when the cameras aren't on them. Like when no one was looking, they passed in the Senate 98 to fucking 2 to sanction the living hell out of Russia for what yeah. they did to America and you know what in 2016, which was on par with both Pearl Harbor and, know, and 9-11. It's an attack on American soil by a foreign body. And, I, and you know what Trump did? Vetoed it. He will not let them sanction Russia. And, I, and I'll tell you, I know, I, like, we've talked about it, but, like, they're, they've, they've kind of, like, you know, it's that whole saying about you give a man enough rope and he'll hang himself. So right now the Republican Party has put their they've put their head in a noose they've created they've gerrymandered the hell out of their district so that their districts are just sort of super concentrated like uh, uh, very far right so they can't back off that at all right so they've gerrymandered their own districts they've got a man in office who like if you don't match his crazy you're out so they have to walk this line between like trying to stay in power until such a time, I guess, as they can get rid of them, or we end up with a, a Congress and a, a like a Senate and a House full of Trey Gowdies, you know, like crazy teabaggers. If you don't remember Trey Gowdy, he was the one that led a bunch of the Benghazi investigations, and he was the one that was uh, uh, in one of those. Still going. Yeah, he was one of those in one of the, that was in one of those weird um, the, the interview with uh, Peter Strzok, you know, the FBI agent uh, who was biased in the Mueller investigation. So he was the one that was just like, now, 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 what, what does a Trump supporter smell like? Like, he's that guy. <laughs> he's he's insane. So the, the, the thing is, it could be worse if these people don't, I guess, play ball for a little while longer and they all lose their seats to a bunch of Trey Gowdy's. The only thing worse than the Republican Party right now is because they vote money, right? All their stuff is right. about giving to their biggest donors and getting rich. Uh, at least those guys are understandable, and you can you can sway them and you can move them. You just have to find a way to get to the money, right? What's right. What's more terrifying than that are like people that vote on pure ideology, and that's it. You know what I mean? People that She'll are never sway them in, with anything. Yeah, in the way the phrase that the Nazis used was uh, people who are ideologically pure, right? Zealots. You know what I mean? Extremists like the, like the Tea Party. That's, like those that's are, who Trump's surrounded himself. Right, by. and those it's are the most ideologically pure people because everyone else has quit. They're like, no, this is bullshit. Yeah, and those are the most dangerous people. So if the Republican Party doesn't hang in there. Uh, and fix this, and like because like, and here's the danger with Trump is uh you know remember good old good old Mark Sanford from South Carolina, um totally voted with Trump on like everything, but like he said I, I don't remember what he said, but there was one thing was like no nah, I disagree on President Trump like the very next day he lost his primary, yeah yeah because um that's how all Republicans feel in secret is yeah. This is something I'd heard recently because I'd been knowing because I'd been reading articles about staunch Trump supporters on TV that in private just rant and rave about him. They're like, this is bullshit. What the hell is he doing? Oh, my God. Those people come on TV and be like, well, I think I take Trump at his word. And he says wouldn't when he meant would. And uh, Yeah. Well, I those people in, in secret, they uh, they believe what's going to happen is, is that if they did actually stand up to him on television, nothing would come of it. And they would piss off their voter base and a whole lot more tragalities would um, yeah. knock them out. Well, here's what they need cycle. to do. They need to ungerryman their fucking districts. Because I think that we are a healthier democracy when you have uh, Republican-Democrat hybrids. You know what I mean? When you have people who are... Which our current Democratic Party is right now. Yeah. You, you have people that are in the middle. People that, as they, they, they like to say, well, are willing to walk across the aisle. You know, it's weird in my lifetime. I can remember when a big point that people would sell when they were running for office was they would talk about how many times they crossed the aisle. 
And I hate yeah, I mean, it. it. I mean, Obama really did try to do that. That's the reason why we got uh, the type of health care we did with Obamacare and not universal health care where the government pays for all of it because yeah. he walked across the aisle. He met well, them let's, halfway hold and said, on, let's, I'll I want to stop. I want to stop you right there, real quick, because this kind of makes me mad. Because I don't like that yeah. phrase: "the government pays for all of it." We pay for all of it right now. Yeah. Uh, currently, um, I that, saw that's true. I, like even their propaganda has gotten to me a little bit because the way I phrase it, the way I think about it, in right uh, my cognition of it is the government paying for it when that's not true. We are paying for it just like yeah. we pay for so roads you, and firefighters yeah. and police. Yeah. So if you let me decide where my taxes went, I guarantee you my taxes are going to education. They're going to health care. They're going to infrastructure. I might throw a little bit in for the military because I think that we need to keep our military, but I don't, I don't think that it needs to be the bloated thing that it is. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing. The government's not paying for your health care your fucking tax dollars are instead of subsidizing like uh the Waltons, the richest family in the world who fucking you know run Walmart, uh but they pay their workers so low that like you know most of them are on federal assistance. Instead of subsidizing companies like that, so people can have wealth that doesn't even make sense. How about we get people some fucking doctor visits and some fucking dentists? You know, at the very least, we should provide people full health care up until they're 18. If you want to be a real shithead about it, okay, fine. You want to be Republican about it, but everybody under 18 has full access to health care. But then you turn 18, go fuck yourself. I mean, I, I have another crown to get in like three days, so I'm all for free dentistry. Oh, no, that I mean, I honestly, expensive. yeah, we should all have free health care, but at the very least... Yeah, yeah. Fucking at the very least, we should take care of children. Yeah, give it to the fucking kids, like... At, and I mean, no matter how old I turn, I still look like I'm under 18. So I could probably get one of those uh, fake California license yeah. and just like pass off for 17 and get free dentistry. But it's, yeah, it's like, I want, and that's the thing is like, yeah, the government's not paying for it. I'm fucking paying for it. Like, everyone who pays taxes, like, you look at what your taxes go to. I'd much, can we all agree, I'd much rather my taxes go to healthcare than the bullshit it goes to. Yeah, like right now it's going to uh, what wealthy people's um, subsidies. Well, that's what, so that's what I don't understand. And I, I read this really great thing. Uh, you know, I don't like Andrew Carnegie. Uh, you know that era of robber barons. I think uh, yeah. that they're kind of douchey. Um, but he he had this really cool uh, idea. Uh, I just like Robert Barron's calls it Diablo 3, but continue. Wait, what What do they have to do with Diablo 3? <clears throat> I'll tell you what they had to do with Diablo 3. Because of the real money auction house, what you did in that game was actually worth real money, right? Uh -huh. So whenever the game first came out, there were a whole lot of bugs that let you get all the way to the end of Inferno mode, like Lickety Split, like um, Hunt not hunters, demon hunters, for instance, could be invincible whenever they were uh, vaulting. So they were able to use that to just vault nonstop, be invincible, get to the end. Four monks could be in a group, and they could chain their, inv their AoE invincibility. And it would come off cooldown just as the last one went on cooldown so that they could all stay invincible the entire time. All this was adjusted within one week so that people couldn't be invincible anymore. But there were a lot of robber barons that managed to use various exploits to get all the way to the end of the game and then begin farming the shit out of it before all this was fixed so now they were the only people who were capable of farming the end of inferno mode act three inferno while everyone else is still stuck in like uh i don't know the end of hell difficulty so the only way to get past hell and really make any legway into inferno was to use the real money auction house to get decent gear so that you could start into that because you needed end of inferno gear to beat the beginning of inferno's bosses because it was so ridiculously overtuned so you had to placate 
to the robber barons in order to make any progress in that game. In in the beginning, of course, right? Yeah. So, well, that's why I dislike robber barons. They're people who are at the very top. They have all the power, all the privilege, all the ability to make more money. And if you ever want to even have a chance of reaching their level, you have to, you know, bow to their will and pay whatever prices they demand of you. Yeah, so that's the thing I don't understand about the uber-rich is why. Um, so there's this great saying by Andrew Carnegie, and it, re- it, it, it revives his reputation a little bit in my eyes towards the end of his life, but he says, uh, a man who dies rich dies disgraced. And it's such an amazingly powerful and interesting idea, because if you die rich, you're a piece of shit. What have you done with that accumulated wealth besides die, and now it is sitting there and can help nobody? You know what I mean? It shows you've done nothing. Uh, he then worked tirelessly in his last years to like give away all his money and like die penniless, and it was pretty amazing. You know, uh, Bill Gates has tried that before. He gave away so much of his wealth that he dropped down several rungs below richest person in the world. Yeah. And then whenever he like stopped, whenever he like slowed up doing that for a few years, he quickly like shot back up to richest. All right, so, I don't know. That's I mean, funny. Keep doing it, but not everyone's like Bill Gates. Like I know the Walton family's not doing shit, but exploiting people. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Bozos, Benzos. I like to call him Jeff the Bozo, uh, the head of Amazon. It's like has had has now holds more wealth than anybody almost has in the history of the world. And I go, why? I, what fucking good is it? I, I will say I feel bad for Jackie Chan's son. Just speaking of giving money away, because uh-huh. he has it in his will that all of his money goes to like charities and stuff whenever he dies, so that his son doesn't get a penny of his accumulated fortune. Jackie Chan wants his son to um, make a name for himself and to make his fortune on his own, or to make his way in life on his own. I so, mean, that I sucks, know. but at the same time, I, I kind of disagree with it because it's like, oh, take care of your kids. But yeah, what you're saying at the same time, he's probably not letting him starve to death. You know what I mean? Like he's probably, I imagine that Jackie Chan's wealth has given his son an extremely, uh, an extremely big right. leg up in the world. He probably goes to good schools. You know what I mean? Gets good education, yeah. good health care, all that. He just doesn't Plus, need the money. Yeah, plus he could, uh, if I was his son, I would definitely use my dad's connections to, like, start meeting people now so I could use um, my dad's influence to um, start making my own name. Yeah. So that I wouldn't need inheritance. But the whole point is, like, and especially... That does does put a boot up his ass so that he doesn't become a Paris Hilton, though, right? Yeah. Someone that just has a ton of money because they have a ton of money. Yeah, like... uh... Not that I know anything about Paris Hilton. She might be a very lovely person, but I just know that she's famous for being who she is just for being alive like there was a there was a Lincoln quote I like that Lincoln believed in this country that a man should be able to rise as high as talent will take him you know yeah that's the American dream it doesn't exist anymore yeah well it's because once again like once people like you said robber barons people like the Waltons and like the head of Amazon once they accumulate so much wealth the system is permanently tilted uh, in their favor, and it's you, you like their accumulated wealth is much greater than yours or eyes will your weight or my weight will ever be. If like, uh, for instance, and this is probably gonna be a crappy analogy, but like if we're all sitting on like a big raft, you know, yeah, like or just look at it like a seesaw, right? Uh, their weight on the seesaw, just the Walton family's weight alone, is gonna be greater than your weight, your financial weight, my financial weight. Or probably anybody we know in our circle. Like, if you took all the people that you and I know, and then we put all their incomes together, the Waltons still outweigh us. 
Yeah, which sucks because whenever I was younger, my uh, goal in life was just to like bide my time until someone I knew became wealthy and then mooch off them forever. And yeah. that just never happened. So I'm like, well, shit, then. That's fine. We're all now, the now what am I gonna do? Well, we're rich in spirit, and I'm I'm okay <laughs> with that. You know, the older yeah. I get, the less I care about money. I mean, of course, I want to be financially like sound and stuff, but. Uh, I, I don't know. I just my whole thing with money is I think that everybody the goal with money you should aim to have a job that gives you enough money to live. Maybe you have to work at it a little bit, uh, but also gives you enough money and time off so you can live your life. I, I want to know why did the um, the whole Constitution? Just speaking of living your life, why did the whole Constitution argument always get swayed to where it's um, anything that the Republicans want is for the Constitution? But everything the Democrats want is against the Constitution. Because what do we want? We want health care, right? What does that remind you of? The right to uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life, right? It's right there at the beginning of the Constitution. I kind of... I kind of wish... Why, uh, why can't we be all like, it's my constitutional right? It's my constitutional right that I should get free and decent health care. It's good quality, and it don't cost me a penny because I have the right to life. Don't you trample my constitutional rights well, my constitution. I can go ahead and help answer that question for part of it for you. Uh, it's not in the Constitution. It's actually in the Declaration of Independence oh, uh, okay. where men right. have the uh, you know but, life, right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, um, I mean, the deplorables we, won't know the difference anyway. And we talk about on our unalienable rights and whatnot. <laughs> Um, but it is in our declaration as to why we broke off from England. So I mean, I will I will give you that. Um, but it does say in the uh, Constitution that all men are created equal. That's. I mean, that would be ideally wonderful, but it's clearly not the oh, case. Oh, I'm so dumb. Sorry. That's also in the United States Constitution. I mean, in the, it's also in the Declaration of Independence. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're uh, we're not quoting the Constitution. Uh, we At just all. keep quoting the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. But point being, yeah, we have certain inalienable rights. Well, because in the Constitution it says very clearly, Peter, that four score and seven years ago. Right. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> what um, else can we misattribute? So we and then <laughs> we got off track but, a little bit, but yeah. So the idea that and we then are, the third the third amendment that says I have a dream. <laughs> so we were talking about like the idea that our president may be a, an asset. A, a Russian asset, uh, a Manchurian oh, Jesus, candidate. Oh, we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Trump's the Manchurian candidate, and if you don't know what that is, it's a book. It's about a guy who um, didn't realize, oh, shit, I'm, you know, a Russian puppet agent. Yeah. But, yeah didn't in the book he not win? I don't remember. Uh, i got to read the book. It's going to go on my uh, Amazon wish list and give more money to Jeff, Jeff Bozos. Uh, I mean, in... In a oh, what's it called? In fiction, yeah. usually the ridiculous person never becomes president, right? Well, like you remember that one. Well, whenever Stephen Colbert started talking about running for president, they made a movie called Swing Vote about. No, wait, that's a different film. What was it? There was some movie about a a comedian who was about to become president. Maybe it was Robin Williams. Yeah, that anyway, was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He became he, president. He yeah. But he ended up not winning or stepping down or something like that because they were like, you know, get real, people. We can't have a joker as president. we got to have a serious person in charge. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, that's just clearly not the case right now because we have a fucking clown in office and a clown that is clearly the Maturian candidate. So take it away, Peter. Well, I was going to say uh, one more thing that we didn't cover that's super important news. Not only do we have proof 
uh, indictments that the uh, Russian military hacked our elections. Uh, right. Also, uh, a Russian agent has been linked to not only uh, funneling money through the National Rifle Association, but also organizing the uh, uh, you know, the, Washington, the the White House prayer breakfast, giving access to uh, high-ranking officials. Um, and she's actually in custody. So, uh, yeah. do you know yeah. how we found out she was a spy? How? She tweeted out that she was spying and tweeted out pictures of her spying and put it on Facebook and yeah, like they got really careless because they're like, this shit's easy. Like they're just letting us do it. Yeah. Well, you know, Facebook and uh, social media seems to be the rope for spies. If you're a spy, why do you even have a social media account that you post on for real? With her real name and everything. Dude, if I was a spy, it would be like, it would be just like the accounts that, you know how we all set up to spy on our exes, you know, with our fake Facebook accounts. Uh, I'm not yeah. putting any real updates on that. It's all going to be bullshit because I'm a spy. Uh, so yeah, so there's there's definitely movement. Uh, there's definitely movement and pushback. Um, I just I like more so than I think people are hyper focused. Of course they are, but they're hyper focused on Trump and like this, that, and the other. And I think we need more focus needs to be on the system or on the things and parts of our system that allowed us to get here. You know, uh, it, listen, look, man, it's like a 200 year old document. We need to make some updates. Yep, we need to add to it the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, we need to we need to like kind of copy and paste the Declaration of Independence into the Constitution. But also, yeah. if anyone's not aware, it used to be a uh, life, liberty, and property, and uh, slaves counted as property. So originally, it said we have right to slaves. So even though it said all men are created equal, uh yeah, about that, it actually meant all white men. But anyway, like like we said earlier, it needs some amendments. It needs some. Uh, fixing because what they had their vision of america back then does not necessarily mesh with 2018 viewpoints well it kind of having the rights to machine guns it kind of does in that like people are like you can't change it you can but like the bigger problem is like amendments it's the ability to change it is written into it just go watch your jim jeffries man jim jeffries is a great comedy bit about that but like uh yeah we need to figure out like we need to fix it we need to we need the next pro- what we need uh the next president needs to be like a Jimmy Hillary Clinton. I was going to say a Jimmy Carter. The problem is Hillary Clinton's too divisive cuz they spent all that time painting her as the devil. We need just yeah. like a like a peanut farmer that's like just real inoffensive. You know what I mean? Oh god, that would be so nice. We just yeah, we just need so, to get a like just a little like a like someone like Betty White, you know, just like an old lady who uh, bakes cookies, like just somebody that that'll just, you know, honestly, we need a uh, uh, what do you call it? What's the word? Um, remember the song from Futurama that boy's born to be a bureaucrat. This boy was born to be a bureaucrat, born to be all compulsive and snobby. Because when push comes to shove, you get to do what you love, even if it's not a good idea. Yes, I remember it. Okay, so now that you're singing the lyrics, maybe we don't. But I think we just need somebody that's a very able administrator. like, And that's yeah. that's not flashy. That's very boring. And we need to get back to the minutiae of government, man. Speaking of focusing on what's important and not letting yourself get distracted, my That's Cute News for the week is about cats. All right, hit us with your That's Cute News, and then we'll wrap up this episode of Those Muckrakers. Hey, this is a story I saw and thought, oh, this would be perfect for the podcast. So a grandmother in Georgia was attacked by a bobcat with rabies recently. Um, so I actually heard, read this story and wanted to talk about it and had forgotten about it, and I'm super excited you're bringing it up. 
Yes, because she strangled the bobcat to death with her bare hands. So that's not even the full story. Oh, no, it's not. That's just like the header. Yeah, did you read the full story? Yeah, yeah, Miss Phillips was standing in her driveway when she was approached by a mangy bobcat, which leapt at her, and she grabbed it by the shoulders in midair and, quote, took it down. So That's not even my favorite part. Oh, yeah, yeah, get to it, because I think your favorite part is my favorite part. Uh, well, my favorite part is that her five-year-old granddaughter was asleep inside, so she was careful not to make any noise while yes, she strangled yes, the bobcat to yes. death. That, and that, to me, I, like, I read it, and I immediately called my girlfriend, and I go, okay, you know what? I'm sorry, but like women are the stronger sex, because this, <laughs> old, this grandmother silent strangled a rabid bobcat that leapt at her face silently strangled it because she did not want to wake up her granddaughter and have her granddaughter get involved. She strangled a fucking jungle cat. She strangled an apex predator silently. And she's like a grandmother. And so she's old and like killed it without making a sound. The only... Go ahead. She strangled she strangled it so hard that she broke a few bones in her hands yeah. and she still didn't make any noise. The only... So I was talking about this. So that's just the thing I feel like a lot of women regularly do is like, <laughs> not only not only was it like just an amazing... Quietly murder apex predators so that they don't uh, disturb anyone around Well, them. defend themselves, but also are very considerate and nurturing of those, you know what I mean? She saved her granddaughter's life, right? Yeah. Like, uh, and also took care of business. And I was, like, so amazed by this. And I go, you know, the only men I've ever heard of that can any way compare are, like, the old pioneer men that would, like, the trappers that would go live in the Rocky Mountains in, like, 1802 when no one knew what was out there and just live out there by themselves for years. Those are the only other people that could just silent strangle a rabid bobcat. Killed a bear with his bare hands. Yeah, this lady, this is, and uh, yeah, it's like we and we've been. Oh, women are the fairer sex. No, women will silent strangle you, so that mm-hmm. their their grandkid doesn't get hurt. He'll silent strangle you so their grandkid doesn't miss nap time. Yeah, like I just I read that and I went, oh my god, like. You know, that's crazy that that was both of our favorite parts of that. Yeah, it's like, oh because, shit! Look, I've I've been in fights. I've been attacked by like by house cats before. Um, <laughs> like I've been in a lot of like I've been in a lot of tumbles. You know what I mean? I've been in a lot of scrapes. Um, but the idea that a rabid bobcat is biting and clawing at your neck, face, and shoulders because it's not going to die easy, and it's going to really get those claws into you, and you just have to just silently just squeeze the life out of its neck. Like, that takes a lot, man. Like, that, that, yeah, that takes more than I think I've got. Like, I, I'm looking at my, my, my little cat oh, asleep over on the bed over here, and I'm like, if he came at me like that... I don't know if I could do it silently for sure, and he's little. <laughs> yeah, there would definitely be some noise, like the "ow, ow, quit fighting me, little bastard!" Ow. Yeah, a lot of times when he bites me, I just run away, and he's like, <laughs> and he weighs like five pounds. <laughs> and so I imagine with me, the bobcat's running at me. I'm running circles around the house. My grandkid comes out, and I go, oh, "Thank God, distraction meat!" <laughs> While I dive inside the car and lock the doors. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. That cute. That's that. That. That's my favorite. That's cute news. Wonderful. Yeah. So, damn. Uh, yeah. My hats off to all women, man. May uh, 
may you uh you know defend your homestead and uh silent strangle a bobcat um or i don't know may 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 all women silent strangle the patriarchy because that's what's coming next may it be strangled like a rabid <laughs> wild bobcat <laughs> 